Hey, and welcome back everyone. For those of you who are just now listening in and haven't listened before, my name is Christy and I'm a dermatologist in Northern Kentucky. Today, we're gonna to continue our discussion about sunscreens. So in the last podcast, we talked a lot about the physical blockers, zinc, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And today we're gonna to focus on the nanoparticle versions of titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, which are also called micronized. Are these as good as the original versions? And are these as safe? Let's just start with some basics. Nanoparticle, which means basically really small particles, or micronized zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, they were created because most people don't like the thick feel and the white sheen that the larger particles impart. These sunscreens inherently feel nicer because of their smaller size and with their ease of rubbing in and the lack of a white residue. So I prefer how they feel, but do they work as well? And the answer is unfortunately not quite, largely from the standpoint that they don't block UVA, which is the type of UVA that actually can cause skin aging and also skin cancer, quite as well as the original forms, nor do they block visible light as well. And that's something that we do want to avoid. So again, like visible light in our rooms, for example, or from our computers. So we want to avoid that because that can cause further darkening on the skin, including if you had like hyperpigmentation or dark spots from prior pimples, or if you've got dark areas from melasma. So we do typically want coverage for visible light as well. And they're just not quite as good at blocking physical light. Well, are they as safe? Well, the FDA classifies them as grace category one. So they generally are thought to be safe and effective. Okay, so same as the, the larger form, Grace Category 1. However, there has been some question about whether they are safe given their tiny size. In particular, the concerns are whether or not they can get absorbed through the skin. And if so, do they generate free radicals when they're exposed to sunlight? So this is a real concern because there is some science that shows that when these particles are that small, they can react with sunlight and they can cause free radicals that can cause damage to our DNA and to our proteins. Fortunately, most data, and there is a lot, shows that they are not absorbed. Only a few studies showed potential to be absorbed, but even if they were, the amount is negligible, less than 0.01% of what you apply. Even if some were to be absorbed, there are a few factors that make these sunscreens less likely to generate damaging free radicals. For one, their shape. So certain shapes are less reactive and these are the shapes that are typically used in sunscreen. Second, often companies coat these particles with things like aluminum, silica, or dimethicone to make them less reactive. And finally, they are often combined with antioxidants which further reduce the risk because they're gonna quelch or basically get rid of any reactive oxygen species that get produced. Topically, they are really well tolerated with minimal irritation. Because they're not absorbed, it seems that the risk of cancer is minimal. I do want you to be aware that there is one study that showed increased tumor growth in mice receiving nanoparticle titanium dioxide topically, but this was not reproduced in human studies. So there's also not thought to be any impact on hormones or fertility because again, they're not thought to be absorbed. Please note that there's not really any studies that are specifically looking at this though. So in some topical nanoparticle 
zinc oxide and titanium dioxide are overall thought to be safe. They're well tolerated topically and most studies show that they're not absorbed and these are not thought to impact hormones or fertility. They may not work quite as well because of their decreased UVA1 invisible light blockage, but they are still generally thought to be broad spectrum. Given some evidence to point toward possible absorption or decreased coverage in terms of the UV protection, the safest option would still be to choose the original form of nanoparticle zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. Separate from our discussion, I would not recommend using nanoparticle zinc oxide or titanium dioxide in spray sunscreens because there is actually evidence in mice that they can cause lung cancer and potentially impact other organs, including the brain, with decreased spatial memory when inhaled. Epid Epidemiologic evidence with humans also points to possible increased risk of dying from lung cancer, though causality has not been proven. The International Agency for Research on Cancer even labels titanium dioxide as a carcinogen when inhaled due to the risk of lung cancer. Some of these studies were done with the shape of nanoparticles called P25 that's actually not found in sunscreens. The only fray form of these physical blockers that I'm aware of is the Elta-MD version, and I'm unsure if it's nanoparticle form or or not, as the label does not actually specify if it's nanoparticles. As far as I know, the FDA does not require it to specify this. I would also use some caution if you're using them in your lip balms because you're pretty much swallowing them. Studies on oral ingestion or oral absorption, they largely look at animals and they're in much higher doses compared to what humans are exposed to, but showed possible impact on the brain, kidneys, liver, spleen, and even fertility, but no increased cancer risk. That's it for part two of sunscreen. Stay tuned for part three. Here's where it's gonna get super interesting as we launch into discussion about chemical sunscreens. If you like this podcast, please go ahead and like it, share it with your friends and with your family, check out our Instagram accounts and subscribe. One final thing I just wanna mention is that Drew is actually working on a really cool free download on a natural way to improve your skin, specifically when it comes to food.